Welcome to the Executive Connect Podcast, a show for the new generation of leaders. Join Melissa Arscog as she speaks to a wide variety of guests that bring new insights into leadership, prosperity, and personal growth. While no one has all the answers, by building a community of open-minded and engaged leaders, we hope to give you the tools you need to help you find your own path to success. Hello, and welcome to Executive Connect Podcast. I'm so excited to have Cecile Menge here with me today. She's a cybersecurity professional and hacker at IBM X-Force Red. She got there by actually experiencing a personal cyber attack, and it ignited her drive to get into the field of digital security and publish her own book called Digital Security Overhaul, which equips individuals with knowledge and strategies to enhance their online security. Cecile, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Cecile, can you share the specific moment that was a turning point in your career and tell us a little bit about how you got into the field of cybersecurity? Um, where can I start? I actually went to school and got a bachelor degree in criminal justice. Always wanted to go to law school, right? So my path has always been in some kind of liberal arts area, nothing, nothing technical. But after graduation, I just kind of find myself online. Just, you know, they had like this, this revolution of make money online, do things online and make money. I was like, okay, I could figure that out. So I was, I find myself spending a lot of time online, just trying to be like an entrepreneur and, um, just create different avenue to make money. So I started doing event promotion. So I did a lot of event promotion online. So one day, um, I get back to my computer and I have like a, a ransom note on, on my laptop and I was like, wow, how did that happen? So they was kind of like requesting for a $500, uh, fee in order to release my computer if I needed to get my computer back would having absolutely no clue of what actually just happened. Um, I stopped panicking. <laughs> so the only thing was now try to pay the money so that I could get access back to my computer. I didn't really think twice about it. And then I went ahead and paid the money. But one thing actually happened in that process as I paid the money, I thought that was going to be the end of my nightmare, right? But no, um, my attacker had already kind of like took over all my accounts, was kind of reaching out to multiple other people. And because I had such a poor um, uh, cybersecurity hygiene, I would say, like I pretty much use the same password in every single account I have. So that allowed them even into my bank account, which they also end up transferring that money. So I started dealing with like, all my money being transferred, the money that I sent myself, my friends getting like uh, different uh, different emails, different information, and it was all supposed to be coming from me. Then I kind of got interested. I was like, huh, I wonder how a complete stranger was just made it. I wonder how easy a complete stranger was able to just get into my life and just almost pretty much take over it. Then I kind of became intrigued 
with this, uh, with, with that whole aspect, then that kind of triggered me. I was like, I wonder what did they do? How did they do it? Then I start really studying. Uh, my very first question I remember in this place, like how do computer work, network, communication, how, you know, how do we come across this? So I start looking into it myself, little by little, that passion of trying to figure out how I became, why I became the chosen one, because I didn't feel like I was that interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> of the millions of people online that you could have picked, I didn't think you would have picked me. So, um, but I had to, I, I started to understand that it probably was something about me that made it easy for them to come after me. So I started trying to figure out what that thing was. And while I was kind of like, I got myself into like this, uh, this space of trying to figure this out, I really grew an interest of now. I wonder if I could find my attacker. Now, if I'm learning all these things and pretty much the system that they use, and I start kind of trying to starting understanding how the whole thing worked, then I kind of said to myself, I was like, let me try to see if I could track my attacker down, which, oh my God, it took me a while, but just kind of digging to uh, one of the big things that I kind of came across that changed my life was, um, the OSINT uh, framework, which kind of show you like different aspects of like open source intelligence uh, on the internet and finding information. But this this attack on me was actually very elaborated. It was not a, it was just not a one person thing. It was almost like a, a corporation. It was very elaborated and they took every step to cover, to cover themselves. Uh, right, <laughs> right. So, but one thing with the internet, like everything just kind of get interconnected. So the only thing I really have was um, the destination where I sent the, the physical money and, and, and first and last name. This particular person couldn't find them nowhere online. I mean, I tried everything that I could. They, they was pretty much ghost, right? But I, I had an idea and I was like, let me step back. They had a pretty unique last name. So I start thinking uh, of ways of any kind of other connection outside of self. So I stepped back. Um, I, I called the, the city where my money was sent to. So they sent me a phone book and I saw like three other people with the same last name. So there was one lady that was in that phone book. Then I went back online with what I knew at this point, but now she was, her footprint was everywhere. <laughs> her footprint was everywhere. And come to find out she kind of had, she had a relation with the, uh, the person that I sent my money to. So eventually just going through her social media and different things, I find out that she had a brother who had the same name as the person that I sent the money to and who was in a, a band. I was able to find his, her phone number, her physical address, just enough information to build a pretext on what my conversation would be with her. So once I, once I did, all, once I did all that, I eventually just picked up the phone and called, um, and directly was just asking for, for the, for her brother. 
which um, she kind of was upset and was like, he doesn't live here. I said, well, he just gave me this number. Uh, we're playing on a band tonight and I need to get in touch with him. Do you know how I could get in touch with him? Uh, we went back and forth and she eventually gave me his cell phone number. So I call him and I'm like, hey, you know, I, I want no problem, <laughs> but I sent you my money. Is there a way I can get the money back? Um, and his first question was, which one are you? And I was like, hold on. <laughs> so this is not just me. So this is like, and come to find out he was just a middle guy in between a bigger scheme, right? So he really wasn't anything or he wasn't even my target. So I spoke with him. So his job was to pick up to pick up transaction, which he told me he picks up hundreds of times transaction a day. And then he forwarded to the next person. So he was through talking to him and trying to get all the information. He was able to give me the information of all the, all the information he had, because at this point he didn't even know what he was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got that information. That was a little more information than I had. They went back online, you know, uh, trying to figure. By the time I got to the very top person, because the operation was actually out of London, by the time I got to the very top person, I've learned so much about computers at this point. Networks, uh, malware, build them, buy them, anything, <laughs> anything you could think of, like phishing. And I end up having to like send a phishing email to like the, the 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 top person in the operation right end up having to send a, a, a phishing email that pretty much was very precise with all the information that i have uncovered at this point and and, and then they called me and so they called me and they, they didn't do anything. They called me and we went back and forth. And they was very interested on how I was able to track them more than, you know, what they're doing wrong with <laughs> on the internet with everybody. So I kind of negotiated. I was like, if they return my money, um, I'll talk to them and I tell them like the clues and, and how I got here. So eventually they, um, they they told me they they promised me they was going to return my money, but they didn't at that moment. So I crafted another email now with more information on it, and I sent it uh, directly to the um, um, to the to the person over the operation, and then he the ended up person, the main guy, the main the main guy, yes. So he ended up finally clicking because it was more information than what I laid on earlier, right? And um, he ended up clicking, so I ended up kind of like taking over his whole desktop, like his computer. So now, <laughs> at, and in that moment, I see all my money kind of like just transferring back into my account <laughs> at this point. So they give me my money. So they give me my money back. Then I just kind of went to my bank and and kind of like uh, settled with my bank and everything. But up to that point, I never like had any other communication with them. And that kind of like got me interested. I was like, oh, wow. First of all, I felt like I had um, at least like a skill or a passion, 
let's not talk skills because at this point I didn't think it was skill just yet. I had a passion. Um, I always had a passion of kind of like protecting the good guys and like going after the bad guy, hence my original, uh, what is it called? My original degree in, in, in criminal justice because I always had a thing about going after the bad guy, protecting the good guy and all that. That's always a role that I play. But I never really saw myself I, I never really saw myself play that role within like computer, like, you know, dealing with computers and not until that actually happened to me. And I feel like that's kind of what um, I, you know, I kind of almost find my destiny in that. That story is so amazing and just perseverance and persistence and digging in to find your money and because I, I I would imagine I've not had an experience with this, but I've been part of um, multiple um, engagements where similar people have been, you know, taken advantage of or taken for ransom, and it it almost feels like your identity is gone. Your everything about you, you have no control. Um, and it's interesting that you've, you've had this experience and it pivoted you into a completely different field from criminal justice to cybersecurity, which is non-technical to very technical. So what are some of the challenges you faced um, at the very beginning when you switched from, um, you know, into the cybersecurity industry without technical background? What were some of the challenges? Well, um, let's let, let just kind of go back into, I think I was my biggest challenge, right? Um, I was in my head a whole lot. There was uh, so many times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. All I need to do is go back to school and just do this. Then I would go on Google and do my research. And it's kind of like, I almost felt like everybody had the same story, right? It's like, yeah, I was five years old. My daddy gave me a computer. And ever since then, I've been like hacking away. And I was like, at this point, I'm like 20 some years old. Like, there's no way. <laughs> uh, there's no way I could compete. Right. So I start that, start pulling back. Um, and to me, at the very beginning, I was my biggest, my biggest threat. I would say I was the biggest, I was uh, the biggest thing that held me back because I feel like the industry could be very intimidating when you're on the outside and is and um we we start thinking oh okay then come then you yeah, they use all these technical verbages like english is like my third language now i need to pick up another something else on top of that i don't think it's gonna work like you know get in my head talk myself into on into it and out of it every day all day so once i was able to just and it it just didn't happen that i'm just like oh i could all of a sudden like, oh i could do this it was somebody else who actually saw it in me you know um just kind of like i'm having a conversation with you right now and i just told them and i told them uh how i kind of like build my own hacking skill just working um on myself like uh, I, I spent a lot of time building like a, a virtual machines, like different ones with, um, with explorable, uh, system. And I would exploit them myself and just trying to like, kind of go back and forth and figuring out 
just to understand how things work. So I started doing my own personal uh, project, but even then, I still didn't think I was good enough because I just felt like I needed to start at five and it's, it's way too late um, until I met this person and I was talking to them and they was like, you're pretty smart. You could do it. I don't know what they put in those words, but that did something to me, right? Um, it took that person to tell me that I was smart. And then I was like, you know what? I could do this. Then I went back and like uh, uh, find, my, uh, find a school and went back and just kind of took like um, a cybersecurity program in a, in a university. That's amazing. It's amazing how words from people can positively or negatively affect us and literally change the trajectory of our life. And I think that's a true testament to you and your mindset. It's really key when you enter and switch from field to field. Um, could you share some, maybe some insights on the shift that you had and how it's helped you thrive in a cybersecurity field? Because as you mentioned, you know, there was, it sounds like some imposter syndrome right out of the gate and yes. wondering yeah. and questioning yourself. Could I do this? Can I do this? How do I do this? Who's supporting me? Uh, talk us through some of those shifts that you had to make in your own mind to thrive like you are right now at IBM. Right. Um, the first thing I really got was uh, really good advice because, and I see that in a lot of like people like career change or you just even people that want to come into the industry. Um, it's like we all, we, we tend to want to be open because we feel like if we are open, we have more options. And sometimes I feel like that open the openness, it could be contradicting, right? Because um, I was the same way. I was like, you know what? I just need to get in, get me anywhere. And it took me forever to even get anybody to sit down with me and talk to me about anything. Um, it, it wasn't until my mentor at that time just was like, you know what? You should specialize in the area and become really good at every single aspect of it and that would be also easier for you to like to like to grab on, in, on into something versus just being open right um and i felt like that that helped a lot because you know hacking was my thing so i just kind of started you know uh learning methodologies that are being used uh in companies to be able to like make this happen what kind of tools are they using uh you know uh, trying to see how i could better myself in wh whichever area so once i was able to understand the methodology the tools and just pretty much um like the outcomes that, that, that needed to come in each uh, aspect. And also very, what's very um, interesting is once I understood, there was another thing, when I understood my why, why I wanted to do this, that completely changed my life. That was a game changer for me, actually. Um, because at the very beginning, it was like, oh, why you want to oh, oh, they paid, they paid really good money, you know, maybe. I can just go in for the money, but I could make money anywhere as far as I'm, I'm, uh, I was concerned. It wasn't until I went, why do you want to do that? And I had to step back. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But why am I working so hard to get in this industry? 
once I understood why, and it goes back to like, I've always been a person who wanted to like protect the good guy from the bad guy, go after the bad guy. And that just kind of fell naturally in that thing. And I was like, this is why, this is why, because that would give me uh, a lot of, um, that, that would give me like a lot of joy that I am saving good people against the bad guy. And once I understood that, that, that mind, the mindset uh, shifting that we, we've been talking about, that's really when it happened for me. Once I understood what that was, uh, my mindset changed. And then at this point with the, with the, the tools that I had and the advices that I have from my mentor, uh, of like really uh, focusing on an area, working so, working hard to learn everything that needs to be to uh, that I could learn in the industry, and then get some hands-on experience. You don't have to wait for a company to hire you before you could start, you know, practicing and getting your um, and getting your experience. And I'm gonna tell you one thing: while I was still in school. Uh, there's this uh, small TV station that streams online. There was a TV station within my the city where I um, uh, I lived in, and I I will always go there to stream. And one day I just went and I was on the website. Website just looked, it was just strange, right? I was like, that don't that was with my small education or like. <laughs> going into like uh, taking these classes so now i could see things differently than before so i reached out to the uh, um the website was just missing it was just missing an S uh, ssl certificate right so i called uh i called the company and i was like hey did you know that um uh, you don't have a certificate in this area and then people are filling out the form to get to you, that could be a security uh, problem and thing. And I asked to speak because it was a fairly small company, so I asked to speak to the to the manager of the company, and they were, uh, and they allowed me to go in. So I went in. I was like, "Hey, I'm in school. I'm studying cybersecurity. Uh, I would be glad to, you know, to try to see, you know, what what, what we what, what you guys have in place and." Uh, trying to help you in that area because I only found that they had one uh, IT person, and and nothing was. I mean, they they was not security focused at all. Right. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. yes. <laughs> From somebody who was just learning security, too, I could see it straight up. So when they agreed to like work with me in like trying to help them, kind of like uh, create like. Um, assist put a system in place so that so that the system could be more secure i have no clue what i was about to do i was like oh <laughs> so i was like oh you want me to do it <laughs> now i don't even know what i'm talking about so but i went back to my teacher at that time and i kind of explained to him and he was like yes you should you should absolutely take it and what he did at that moment was kind of just give me like a he pretty much did most of the work as far as putting all the framework in place. And I just kind of like, uh, I was the hand and, you know, and the body doing the activity, but he pretty much helped by putting all that together. So once I was able to do that, um, and, uh, they was very happy. Uh, they gave me a recommendation letter. 
Um, so once I was done with that, then I contacted the next, then I contacted a church, then I did it with a church, then I did it with another church. So I kind of like went out there and find my own, um, experience, like to build my own skills. And then of course, at my own home, build the network. And like I was saying, like, uh, 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 download many different um, machines and trying to attack them in between to figure out just so I could get a hands-on experience, build my own network, secure it, and things like that. So that really uh, helped me so that when I was able to like come in front of somebody for an interview. And and by the way, IBM was like my very, the very first job I had as coming into the industry. Right. That's amazing. I love you used one of my favorite words, the M word mentorship. It's <laughs> such a big word that sometimes we find mentors, sometimes they find us. I, I feel like in my life, so many of my pivots changes came from somebody saying something to me or somebody saying, Hey, you're good at math. You should look at engineering, but right. you really followed through. And I think it's one thing to be mentored and it's a whole nother thing to follow through, to listen to your mentor, to ask for their help and for them to hold you through that process and having somebody that you can bounce things off of. Like it sounded like you were able to say here, I have this thing. I need your help. Here's what I'm thinking. They made suggestions to you and you went and um, then had the confidence to go do something, which says a lot about your um, personality. And you were able to leverage them as a resource while you were building your own skills. And I love that because it's one thing to to have somebody give us advice, and um, but it's a whole other thing for somebody to take it back and say, okay, what's my why? Why yeah. am I doing this? How can I make this better? How can I learn? How can I help others? And you really took that directly to heart and made those changes. So for our listeners, what advice would you give them um, if they're contemplating a career change into cybersecurity or any other technical field, especially if they lack technical background, like what would you suggest to them? Well, I would, the first thing I would say, you could do it, <laughs> like believe in yourself. Like that would take you a long way. Believe in yourself. Do not listen to that, that little voice that will come, um, and trying to tell you other things. The, um, the second thing is, um, I mean, understand, I always say like, know your why, right? Um, sometimes we, we want to jump into things because it's the hard thing to do, right? It's trending. It's it's what's going on. But then we find ourselves in it and it's just kind of, eh, you know, I, I could have done something else. Um, knowing why you want to do this will really give you not only the passion that you that you uh, that you need to get this through, it will give you the conviction and it will also allow you to be able to talk about yourself um in a in a more in a high like in a more convict com, uh, com, uh like you could you will be more convicting when you speak or when you try to sell yourself to even a company to hire you because you will be so solid within like um 
what um within yourself that this this the skills we can always learn the skills right um a lot of time a lot of time i say right now i'm working for this company like now if i go and and I've been doing this for a while. Now leave and then go to another company. Guess what? I will have to be trained over there for another system, for other things. So the skills are always, you could always learn them. And just as the industry kind of just always moving uh, forward, always stay up to date. Uh, uh, pretty much, I will always say, focus on the area to at the beginning may i'm not saying that this is if you if you started here as if i'm starting here as a hacker this is where i'm gonna stay but focus on a particular uh, skill set that that will really be that you could be able to sell yourself on and, and that will make it a lot easier to um you know to get into the industry for example when i was let's say applying for jobs at the beginning it was just like whatever job i i, I put out so many resumes so many resumes and nothing was almost coming back at me and then when i had to when i died back and i was like you know what i don't want to do just anything in cybersecurity. i know exactly what i want to do uh ethical hacking is my space this is what i need and then when i kind of just focused on that every other resume that i put out there was coming back with a hit hey we want to talk to you right if you know that i was brand new and i was just coming into the uh the field and by the time i actually got into a uh, a company i had couple offers and that that flip just changed it just yeah. what made me believe that you know uh the the direction of like being being an expert in a certain area versus like kind of just trying to like know um uh, know everything and not master a particular thing could could play against you if you're trying to get into the field, especially if you're coming to a from a place that would no technical background, right? Somebody who's been doing who been having multiple technical skill. Oh, I know network. I know this. I know that. They probably would be a lot a, a better for them to be open uh, to the aspect, but. Uh, uh, especially with, with time constraint and you trying to um, make it uh, make it happen is to me it is very very important that you are uh, that you, you choose an area a niche where you actually going to uh, shine and and learn everything that you need to learn know your why practice 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 and practice and stay up to date with everything I love it. Cecile, you are such an inspiration to so many people in cybersecurity. And as a woman in STEM myself, I am so happy to have you on the call today. You motivate me to relook at my why for so many things and look at, you know, the mentors that have come into my life and how I can be a support, and you mentioned ethical hacker, be a good guy, be one of the people that helps to move communities forward. I love this about you. And the, and it's your third language, English. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's your third language, you're non-technical, and you've done, you've been able to shatter all these ceilings. And I just love your energy. And I think one last question for you, if I can. What are your future goals and aspirations in the cybersecurity field? And what do you hope to achieve in years to come? 
Oh, wow. Um, my aspiration within the industry, since working as, um, as a hacker and having to get into a company system in many different ways than company would, would, would like to, um, and this also kind of touched back to like how I got here in the beginning, personal data is like a big deal to me, right? I feel like um, it is not given enough attention, especially with so many data breach that are going that are going out out there, and just how easy it is for people to collect people personal data, and which is that information that nine times out of ten end up getting companies um, a breach. Yeah. So it's very. We've been on the internet for so long. A lot of us, the majority of us been on the internet for so long. We have shared so many, we, we have shared so many things online and it's just not about just what we're sharing. It's what the third parties are sharing, what the data breach are saying about us and everything is just all over the place. And now attackers, including myself, understand the value of, uh, of this information. And we are actually not using that information to attack companies, whether it's through phishing, whether it's through uh, um, credential stuffing, whether it's through, you know, vishing over the phone. Like I remember when the MGM attack happened and somebody, and I read a comment and somebody was like, now who gonna give that information over the phone? I say, do not underestimate a hacker with the right information. You just yeah. cannot, that could be anybody. So yeah. um, I'm very passionate about just bringing the education to the average person, to the everyday users, people that are on a computer, people that sit behind um, your organization, behind your network. Um, a lot of time uh, to authenticate most of us in, in a company, company use our personal data. So if that personal data is not protected outside of the workspace, that could turn around and become an issue. And I just kind of be like really doing a lot of research in, in, in this aspect. So is there a way we can actually stop the attack from happening by, by kind of like reducing uh, the, the, the information footprint of every single person that is within a company, or is it, it, it just like, it, I'm just to a process of trying to, um, which I've learned a lot in, in, in this area. And I also do a lot of, I, I also focus on open source intelligence and in my job, open source intelligence technique and social engineering. And I know the places I go to get this information. And why is this not becoming more of a priority? Because as, as we go and we continue, we continue to see attacks, I feel like it's going to come more, more and more and more from personal data. And I believe it was um, Verizon, that one of the statistics say like 60% of breaches now happen because personal data, and this is only gonna grow at this yeah. point. Yep. I absolutely echo that. I think it's, you know, we talk a lot about AI, but if we can't figure it out now with AI and in more advanced technologies, we're in a big, big challenge there. Um, you know, I get asked a lot about AI. Should I allow chat GPT and 
all these things. And I'm like, well, I mean, it depends. Uh, it depends on the strategy, but if, if you can't get it right in like on, in an on-prem environment, it's going to be harder to get things more secure in the cloud. So right, I know right. I want to be mindful of our time and I thank you so, so much for being here. I love everything about you and I appreciate your time. And I just feel like you keep shining, girl, keep shining, <laughs> keep leading, keep sharing. And I thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh. Um, and thanks for being here. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and giving me this platform and the opportunity to talk to you. You are very sweet. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay, you too. <laughs> You've been listening to the Executive Connect podcast. If you have questions or ideas on how to bring leadership to the next level, email us at executiveconnectpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you can catch every new episode. Until next time.